Hello, hello, welcome to episode 38 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And Jacob, I think we need to get right in it today because I'm super jazzed. I went to the movies, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that leave you kind of wanting more, but I went At and it was rad. In general, yeah. yeah, like, you know, you leave the movies and you're like, meh. But Mission Impossible Fallout. Awesome. Right? I don't understand how this series has managed to get to the sixth movie and every one of them has been awesome. Like, yeah. It's, it's incredible to me. It's super crazy. So it definitely just passed the $500 million mark. So it's not just us. So if you don't trust us, trust the, the financial trail there. Trust literally the entire world that agrees on this. Yeah. So Tom Cruise... We're going to get into a lot of Tom Cruise today. It's our um, Cruise cast. I feel like some people maybe love to hate him. He is our favorite little banana, and we're going to you know, talk about some of his movies that you can't deny are some of the best ones out there. Oh, I, I love Tom Cruise. I don't care. I will. I am a Tom Cruise apologist. I think he's just I, awesome. No, it's true. I like Tom Cruise, too. Like, Yeah, he's... You know, he's, he can be a little out there, but... Um, a little out there? I have a, a thing little? where he is my absolute favorite person to run... In a movie, like I say this all the time and people were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, we watch an action movie and a character is like running or they're chasing someone. You can tell they ran for a minute and they like cut it and they edited it because the person got winded. But when you watch Tom Cruise run in a movie, I'm like, oh, he's not tired. That dude runs. That is a man who wakes up every morning and probably runs 20 miles. And I don't mean like jogs. No, like I mean he is just runs. straight arm booking it and i will say like every movie that i see it i get really happy it happened in the trailer and andrew was like oh you're so happy that he's running and i will say that fallout had the most tom cruise running of any movie he was in a hurry in this movie I, he was always but running he's late. believable because you know he is the only person running that i'm like i believe if you catch someone who's far away i believe it oh yeah anyone else i'm like you would never catch that person tom cruise running i'm like yeah you would Look you at watch, him go. You watch him and you're like, well, that guy's moving fast. That guy's moving fast. Um, so I think they did a study actually came out that says the more Tom Cruise la uh, runs in a movie, the more the movie makes. There's Stop like it. A, yeah, there's like a corollary between the movies he runs more Shut and make your more mouth. money. That's real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's this is not thing. just my own upset. Like, be, the world knows. No, people have noticed the fact that he runs a lot, and when he runs more, he makes more money. So I am dead right now. You have to bring that up for me. Oh, I will. I'll show it to you after the show. It's just an awesome little chart. Man. Unbelievable. Okay, so people, I feel like you have to at least be somewhat familiar if with you don't know who Mission Tom Impossible. Is. Well, with Mission Impossible. So this is the, what, sixth? Or seventh movie? Uh, sixth movie. Sixth movie. Um, I think six. Yeah, six let's say or six. Seven. Wow. <laughs> and there's good. I mean, there's, there'll be more. We're, like, we're acting like this is the end of the series. Let's talk about Mission Impossible and not look up what movie it was. But um, this one and then the two before it have been the best in the series. So that was uh, Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not familiar with the new Fallout, we'll do um, a quick little, just a little bit of the trailer. Get people in the zone. Yeah, let's do it. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, I wonder, did you ever choose not to? The end you always feared is coming, and the blood will be on your hands. The fallout 
of all your good intentions. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. So... It's awesome, A. And you can tell this is the first um, Mission Impossible movie, though, out of all of them, because they all were kind of standalone a little more so. More or less, yeah. This one, I think it would be helpful if you saw Rogue Nation first, because this is the first kind of like follow-up. It's a direct sequel to um, Rogue Nation, written by the same guy and everything. Yeah, so when you hear the guy talking in the trailer, he's from the last film. So I saw the last one, but I almost wish I had rewatched it, because for a minute I was like, wait... Oh, Who's this chick? I felt the same way. I was like, I don't remember who everybody is. Right yeah, now. so highly recommend that you, you know go to the library and grab Rogue Nation beforehand. But talking about Fallout itself, that movie <laughs> wasted no time, like just getting right into it. Like it kind of drops viewers into the narrative um, just immediately, and I feel like it gets the important details like out of the way they're like here's what's happening bum 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 so that they can get right into the action yeah they're like okay we're gonna set this up we're gonna get you guys on our impossible mission there's always some kind of screw up some awesome set pieces but it was like it was so fast like i think a lot of um action movies they like kind of forever monologue the villains and they give you like the whole sort of like set up to it so that you know Mm -hmm. it's coming but fallout like trimmed all of the fat on it um so that you kind of get all the good stuff yeah, it's like we got a lot of story to tell in this movie, so we got to get right to it. We have a lot of story to tell through action. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie leaves you exhausted. It ends, and I was like, "Woo! <laughs> like, what a ride I just went on!" And it's all varied action too. It's not just all like a whole. There's a lot of you know gunfights and everything, but there's hand-to-hand fights. There's helicopters. There's, there's jumping there's, out of planes. I mean, it's Tom Cruise, so it's yeah. all the things that he's doing with his actual body. But just a quick synopsis: so a group called the Apostles. Um, and, you know, they want to create chaos, and that is pretty much all you get to know in the movie. And then it's him trying to, you know, stop the apostles. They have a belief that, like, suffering will lead to peace in the world, so that it's time to unleash the pain. Yeah, I which guess. is, it's so. like an offshoot of what the guy in the last movie was doing when they first discovered the syndicate, who was the overall group in the last movie. Yeah, and now they've kind of grown into a more nefarious group. Yeah. More nefarious, all based on, you know, their ideology there. It just looks so good, these action shots. So I saw it's from that amazing cinematographer, Rob Hardy, who did Annihilation. Oh, did he? So, I mean, he just knows how... Yeah, he knows how to make things look amazing. And I would say that I don't care what comes out for the rest of the year, seven out of, like, the ten best action sequences that will happen this year, seven of them will have been... In Fallout. Oh, easily, yeah. easily. Like that, the um, the Halo jump. They got that fight in the bathroom was just spectacular. Yeah, and we're not even giving things away. You can kind of catch that those things are going to happen. Yeah, they're in all the in the trailer. trailer for you. But when you're watching them, they do such a good job with that that you kind of feel like you are falling or speeding, you know, or running with Ethan Hunt, who is the Tom Cruise character. I, I always find it amazing because everybody knows how s- slight of a guy Tom Cruise is, but he's still a legitimate like. Yeah, it, it only 5'7". Yeah, He's people, a little guy. People buy everything that he does in his mm-hmm. movies. All the fight scenes, they're like, Henry Cavill is this monster of a man in here having this um, fight scene and everything. And you're like, yeah, Tom Cruise could probably hold his own in a fight involving this guy. I yeah, because he's, he's squirrely. <laughs> he's totally squirrely. But uh, it, this movie... This is exactly what you want for the end of your summer sort of blockbuster where you will really go to the movies and real life will take a back seat for a couple hours and you will just be in the zone. Yeah, it's such an enjoyable, fun, I'm not going to say light because it gets pretty intense, but it's, you know, it's your 
perfect Tom Cruise action yeah. movie. Like everything you think it's going to be, it's going to be. And that. I don't think he almost died in this one like he did in Rogue Nation. So in Rogue Nation, there's a scene where he's hanging off an airplane, which Tom Cruise really did, that took off, which is, I mean, it's so absolutely insane. But while he was on it, um, like a tiny stone came from somewhere and it and it hit him. Hmm. And at that speed and elevation, like he thought it broke his ribs, even though he was wearing like all of this padding. And they said that had it hit him anywhere else, like his hand or his face, it would have just gone right through him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, he broke his ankle while filming this movie. Oh, he did? I didn't know he broke it. I thought he sprained it, but he did. He really broke his oh, ankle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he j- from them jumping from roof to roof scenes that they did in here. Oh, my gosh. Shocker. Time. There's some um, roof jumping going and on. And I know, like, in Days of Thunder and Collateral, those movies that he was in, he was involved in real-life car crashes. Oh, and Edge of Tomorrow, too. Emily Edge, Blunt crashed, crashed a car and two, two almost of our, killed him. Two of our favorite things in Edge of Tomorrow, Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise. It's true. Yeah, Although he can't run because he's wearing like a big suit. But we thought since we love Fallout, we love our our crazy little uh, Tom Cruise that we talk about some of his some of his best movies or at least just like some of our favorites. Yeah. You want to do it? Yeah, sure. Why don't um, you do one first? I always I always go first. It's your turn. I'm going to go with an underrated one because as we know, I like musicals. I've been known <laughs> as a musical fan yeah. for a long time now. Which is forever amazing just astounding <laughs> i yeah we need to still go see some more together you always duck me when i'm like let's go watch something you're like that yeah. has never happened you're like i don't want i would do carry that. you to the theater to watch you watch a musical i would have to bust out my good monocle <laughs> oh my we goodness go. <laughs> okay um but tom cruise was in rock of ages couple of years ago did you ever see that I one i didn't because it looked dumb it is dumb it's oh, okay. okay it's a terribly dumb movie okay. but one of the highlights of it is uh tom cruise's performance as stacy jackson there so if you don't know what rock of ages is it's based on the hit broadway play um about 80s hair metal so it's basically a love letter to that you're all uh, got a love story going on revolving around this heavy metal bar from back in the day um and it's basically everybody, and they basically use it as a thing to wrap around a bunch of your top '80s hits, you know, your journeys okay. and all that. Um, and Tom Cruise plays basically the like burnt out, huge, big um, rock star in the movie. And I don't understand what why he's able to do it so well, but he just like. But seems he sings. To, is it his voice? It's his voice. Okay. So everybody has to sing in there, and he actually okay. has a not bad voice because he doesn't. He has to sing both like a Bon Jovi song. I think he gets. Okay. And I also feel like he gets like a foreigner song, so he gets a love ballad in there. Okay. Um, the movie's just fun to watch because I think it is aided by the fact that everybody who's in it realizes they're doing a very stupid movie. So they're kind of just having fun with it. They're not taking anything seriously at all. Alec Baldwin's in here, too, doing singing and dancing. Yikes. Depending on how you feel about Russell Brand, he's in there. Not a fan. But so I need to watch this? Tom Cruise is singing, not running. I don't know, Jacob. I don't know if I have time for that. No, I, I would watch it. It's it's okay. a fun little fun little romp. You get your uh, your Tom Cruise fix in. Okay. Uh, a little well, bit of the off-beaten path. That's always crucial. Um. All right, I'm going to – can I lump a bunch together here in one? I think you need to considering because how much he's done. He's done so much. But I, I love Tom Cruise science fiction. So three that you have to see, Edge of Tomorrow, War of the Worlds, and Minority Report. That is like – Love all three of those. So movies. good. So super quick synopsis, Edge of Tomorrow and War of the Worlds, those are both um, alien attacks. Um, they're kind of like – just invincible aliens in Edge of Tomorrow that, you know, no one has been able to beat. But um, Emily Blunt's character has kind of created something, we'll just say, to not give a lot away, um, 
to kind of help them defeat the aliens. He did all his own stunts in that movie, which are many. Um, and then in War of the Worlds, I think everybody is super familiar with that story. But I that movie so. turned out to be way better than I thought. It also has Dakota Fanning, and she's adorable. Um, but again, it's um, this alien invasion and how he is trying to protect his children um, as they seek refuge. He's great. He's got a really great jacket on in that movie. Side note. And then one of my all-time favorite movies is Minority Report, which is based on um, a story by Philip K. Dick, who I love so much. And it's set in Washington, D.C. in 2054. And in this movie, police utilize a psychic technology, and they arrest and convict murderers, but before they ever commit the crime. So it's called pre-crime, that they can see that it's something that's going to happen. Um but then there's he is kind of accused of a future murder, even though he's one of the police officers and it's someone he's never met. And then that's kind of where the movie really takes off. Yeah, that <sighs> movie was that movie is so good. Do you know that they they intended it to be um, a futuristic version of the French Connection? Really? Yeah, that was the I that guess, was I the could original see that working, idea. Actually. Yeah, it's that crazy. Working. And that in order to kind of create the year 2054 spielberg brought together um 23 futurists to have like a brainstorming session because he wanted like a really reality-based future instead of a science fiction informed one so all 23 of the participants believed that privacy was going to be a thing of the past so well they nailed that one yeah it's checking out that's Be- checking out already <laughs> between that and like touchscreen vr and stuff like that they they pretty much nailed a couple i just remember the most horrifying part in that movie when he would like walk in a store and as soon as you walked in the store wall would be like oh hello like did you like those jeans you bought last time we have them in a different color and i was like this is my worst nightmare that's literally that's your terrible. google search right there oh, it's terrible amazon comes up and it's like hey we noticed that you bought some shoes the other day we noticed that you talked privately in your bedroom at night not on your cell phone about something and now we will advertise it to you today and make you then then facebook's like hey uh amazon told me that you were talking in your bedroom last (laughs) night so it's just it's all terrible so those are some must-see um tom cruise movies faux show uh okay what else you got um, I'm going to go with another of the lesser of the Tom Cruise movies, the one that got mocked when it came out. Oh, no. The Last Samurai. Did you see I did. That I, movie? I liked it. I liked it, too. <laughs> so It also had, who's that amazing actor, Ken, Ken Watanabe or whatever? Yeah, he's so good. Oh, that dude is just spectacular. He's, you know, mm-hmm. you know who he is, even if you don't know who he is. Um, the movie was mocked mercilessly because, of course, they cast Tom Cruise as The Last Samurai. Yeah, but that was, like, before people even watched the movie to understand what that meant yeah like last of the mohicans never got mocked and you thought it was going to be daniel day lewis it was like give it a second yeah let it work out let it work out let's see how it fits and it actually works very well yeah it's good he has he looks really good in that movie a really great um hair choice good Mm, tom cruise it's great that's tom cruise at the peak of his long hair right like flowing it works for him (laughs) um so he plays uh nathan elgren who is a soldier in the american civil war um, he has horrible case of PTSD and is basically just moving around pointless in life uh, in the U.S. drinking and all and gambling and all that, getting into fights, basically with a death wish. So he gets a job um, from the Japanese government to help train their soldiers because they're trying to modernize their army. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still some holdouts as he's trying to train these guys who aren't really known for soldiering so much. They're more like farmers and things like that. So he's trying to teach them military modern techniques with guns and everything. Yeah. Um, but then it comes into like the 
they still have this strong samurai culture in Japan. So the number one bodyguard for the emperor has taken a bunch of samurais who are kind of resisting it, and they're starting their own little rebellion. So, you know, a bunch of people get killed. Tom Cruise gets captured trying to put down this rebellion. Bloody swords, yeah. everything you want. But then he ends up being taken prisoner and lives with the samurai during the winter months because, you know, it's back in the day where you can't really do anything then. And learns what they're really all about, learns about their culture. It's just, it's such a good movie. And I think Tom Cruise sometimes is an underrated actor because when he actually has to, he can be very good in roles. And I think he's very good in this one. Oh, yeah. Um, Ken Wanabe got a Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor in this movie. Um, it looks beautiful. The story it's telling is great. Um, you feel bad for the guy because now that we learn more about PTSD as well, you don't really think about it, how bad it had to be back in Civil War times for some people. Yeah, Like, they had no way to deal with it. Everybody didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So, you know, it's a relatable... That's a good one to check out. You know, also interesting, the whole kind of Japan thing is that... Um, Tom Cruise has been to Japan to, like, promote and do things like that more than any other Western actor. So he's, like, the number one. So, actually, October 10th in Japan is uh, Tom Cruise Day. That's awesome. Yeah, they like they gave him a day. <laughs> I lo- does that mean that there's like Japanese people walking around with like Tom Cruise masks on? Like <laughs> I'm not story? sure. I'm not sure exactly what. Um, I think a lot of that too because he always seems really nice and he's done some kind of heroic things. So I'd read he was super bullied as a kid and a lot of it was because he was really small. I'll buy that. In stature and they moved around a lot. Also, side note, born um, in 62 in Syracuse, New York. Really? Tom yeah. Cruise? Oh, a local boy. Yeah, he's we'll, like our neighbor. We'll take him. But one time he helped like a lady in London who was getting mugged. He like ran after the mugger with his bodyguards. And then another you know time. He, you know he caught him. You know oh, he, you know he <laughs> caught him. Like, hello. Could you imagine mugging somebody and Tom Cruise starts chasing you? Like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> just here, just take it back. Um, and that like way back in 1996, he witnessed a woman get struck by a car. He, like, took her to the hospital, and then after he found out she didn't have insurance, he paid her $7,000 emergency room bill. Oh, that's nice. See, right? nice guy. He is a nice guy, So, but we can't L- little, not... A little crazy. That's just it. We can't not talk about the Scientology thing, which was kind of like the stain on him at the time and kind of forever. Um, but this is a little weird. Now, I'm not... It's not me supporting Scientology or anything, but the reason that he joined the church is that they had, you know, some, I don't even know all these Hubbard things that come out, but one of them were different study guides to, um, one of them was to help overcome dyslexia. This is totally true. And Tom Cruise had dyslexia, also part of the reason he was bullied. And those courses are what helped him get over it. Mm -hmm. And he was so thankful and grateful for that, that he joined the church and then he got so into it. He did win their their Medal of Valor. Granted, it was an award created just for him. Um, oh, it's, it's but pr- always he's said a lot awesome of really it. terrible, weird things since he's been in the church um, that have really creeped people out, and has been like anti-medicine, and has said really negative things about other people, like that have you know gone to therapy and he's been like that's crazy psychiatrists are evil and yada yada and i do i mean we can't talk about tom cruise and not play that little scientology clip that has lived on the internet forever his little oprah clip there no not even the oprah clip that's just him jumping and being not so but this um where he's kind of talking about scientology and you're like tom stop it because you're freaking me out and i just want to watch your movie so let me play that real quick and then we'll get back into his movies 
I think it's a privilege to call yourself a Scientologist, and it's something that you have to earn. And because a Scientologist does, he or she has the ability to create new and better realities and improve conditions. Uh, being a Scientologist, you look at someone and you know absolutely that you can help them. Yes. Wow, that is, I have not heard that clip. So. It's, so the whole thing is like nine minutes long, and it's him talking about Scientology, and you can see that's kind of why he, he became like a little bit of a joke for a while, but it really, it hasn't really slowed him down. He, he made, it was a pretty big joke there, but it didn't matter at all. It but. didn't, I mean, I mean, I don't know, it didn't really matter to me. No, I still, I was like, you I haven't done care. anything terrible. Like, if, you, if these are your beliefs, I mean, they may seem a little strange to people, and you may kind of handle yourself in a weirder way, but... I mean, if he would have put, I'm gonna a, watch him run no matter what. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, if he'd have put out like a crappy movie, maybe that would have been one thing. But I think this was like Mission Impossible Two was about this time. So yeah, I, was like, I think yeah, he right. was he was already super deep in it. Okay, so let's talk about a couple more. So another one I think underrated is Magnolia. Oh, you know Magnolia? I like that movie. That's a crazy movie. It's maybe a bit He's too so long. He's so weird in that movie. He's so weird in the movie, but it's a really good role. Um, for him. It's kind of like why I liked Edge of Tomorrow so much is because Tom Cruise is always like the hero that knows everything and he really wasn't in Edge of Tomorrow. Like he was the one who was confused and things like that. And in Magnolia he's really playing against type two. So this movie just to kind of simplify because it has like a lot of different storylines that intertwine. Um, but it's that it's just kind of takes place in one day in California and there's like a dying father, there's his young wife, then there's um, a caretaker, a famous lost son, a police officer, a boy genius, an ex-boy genius, um, and a game show host and an estranged daughter. Okay, so these are like all of the characters and they each kind of become part of this like dazzling multiplicity um, of plots, but mm -hmm. within one story. So Tom Cruise plays Frank, who is a motivational speaker who's peddling like a pickup artist course to men. Yeah, we play a clip of that, but we literally we, cannot. We literally cannot. He says the most terrible things um, ever. But what's great about it is that um, one night, so in 1999, when him and Nicole Kidman were filming Eyes Wide Shut, they Love watched it. they watched Boogie Nights. And that Tom Cruise loved the film so much that he called up Paul Thomas Anderson to congratulate him and invited him to come see Eyes Wide Shut in England. And then after they met and became friends, um, Cruise asked Anderson to write him a role. <laughs> and then Anderson was like, okay. So then the Frank T.J. Mackey character was offered to Cruise six months later. And he's so good in the role. Like He has to he be was, a little bit crazy. I think but he was nominated for supporting actor he is because he definitely definitely was yes and he's just he's he's crazy in it but that movie itself is very beautiful it's kind of like a like a crazy poem um that all comes together the music is really important in it so that is one i highly recommend that you watch um and you definitely get to see him be a, a different sort of character yeah i mean tom cruise is a very underrated actor i think he's a three-time oscar nominee um now that i'm looking that up yeah because i think people you know think of just actually four-time four-time oscar nominee Okay. Because I just, oh, no, he should have You can't just think of him fourth. in like Jerry Maguire and Top Gun and you think of those as kind of lighter fare. And right. You don't think I of mean, him as like an Oscar actor, but. 
people He's kind so of good. For, yeah people forget about stuff like collateral they forget about um born on the fourth of july yeah like when he wants to get serious in movies uh you know he really can yeah a couple absolutely. of times he, you know probably should have probably should have won it back in the day for born on the fourth of july he i know that he is the first actor to af- appear in five consecutive movies so a few good men the firm interview with the vampire mission impossible and jerry Maguire that grossed more than 100 million in the u.s okay so he has to be sense. like the most bankable would, actor out there would you say tom cruise is the biggest movie star in the world that's always a question that is hard to decide because then people bring up tom hanks and denzel but i'm like i think tom cruise well, is tom bigger cruise than has him. does have a tom cruise day in japan yeah i mean so he's got he's got debatable. asia on his side so yeah I mean, all right so what else what else what are uh, some of his other best so when we were talking about the craziness that was Tom Cruise, uh, and everybody was a little bit like, is this the end of his career? Mm-hmm. He did the perfect comeback role because he came back in Tropic Thunder. I know you love and, that. Oh, <laughs> he came back in the little little role as the network executive. Yeah. It may or may not be a Weinstein analogy. May yeah. or may not. But he comes in there and just completely steals the show yeah. in that one. Uh, I don't love that movie like people do, but I loved the Tom Cruise cameo yeah, the, very much. I know some people that did not know that. I knew he was in there going in, but there were some people that did not know they that he was in there. They were good prosthetics. Like, yeah. But. They didn't wait until the end of the movie when it comes up and he's doing his dance scene and it's like Tom Cruise as this guy. They did had no idea. And he's just so foul-mouthed, so great. Yeah. Like Anytime he pops on the screen, you know you're about to be laughing incessantly. Yeah. He just—it's a smart thing. Like you had, you had a reputation in real life of being crazy. So why not just play a completely unhinged person in a comedy? Yeah, you kind of have to. You know, it. the things that you maybe get teased about, which I'm sure he learned young. If you embrace those things, then you end up owning them. Yeah. And then it's like you're in on the joke, and it's really okay. And I think you know, I don't know if it was just him or his publicist, but they did a really good job of that. Yeah. And now it's just back to Tom Cruise being the actor. I mean, there are so many Scientologists out there that don't get as much kind of guff as he does. So, you And know. he still d- doesn't even matter. It has not affected his career at all. He's like, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, Tom Cruise is a crazy Scientologist. Yeah. But the guy makes awesome movies, so we'll ignore that part for him. Yeah. But yeah, Tropic Thunder, love it so much. Love one of my too. favorite roles by him. Definitely. Okay, so I'm going to talk about one of my favorites. You know, we can't forget, like, Jerry Maguire, A Few Good Men. Those are big money-making films. They have lines in it that became part of pop culture. So, so many of his films are things that people would talk about for the next, like, 30 years. But Are you going to show me the money now, Michelle? Ex- exactly, you're garbage. <laughs> I, how much do you love Rain Man? You know, not as much as most people do. Really? Yeah, I was watching it the other day. I was like, well, it's a good oh, movie. Oh, see, but. I love him. As, so he's Charlie Babbitt. You know, learns that his estranged father has died, yada, yada, has an autistic older brother named Raymond, played so well by Dustin Hoffman, and that the father's fortune is being left to the mental institution in which Raymond lives. And so motivated by the money, you know, Charlie checks Raymond out of the facility Mm -hmm. and tries to take him back to L.A. Um, And this, like, trip that they have together, like, changes both their lives. That movie won four Oscars. I think it won. Did it win Best Picture? Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, and Best Actor in a Leading Role for Dustin Hoffman. And I think Cruz was up for that one too. Actually, it might have been like a supporting, like nominated supporting actor. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. It was just really good. I feel like it was early. With they had like a lot of kind of improv between the two of them that stayed in the film. It's the first Hans Zimmer score. 
for really? Hollywood production. Well, yeah. that's, that's an important Hollywood fact. You know what's also crazy is that Jack Nicholson and Robert De Niro were both offered the Dustin Hoffman role first and turned it down. Oh, I I'm hate, like, oh, I Jack Nicholson would have been terrible in that role. I Robert mean, De Niro would have been bad too, I think. I do believe we will need an episode to talk about, I think we said before, people that were almost cast and how it feels so gross now. But... I haven't seen Rain Man. I'm sure most of the libraries own it. Just walk out of your door I, right now. And, so I'll say it's 100% and, that all and the go, go grab it. Um, so we got to wrap it up. What do we end with here? I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that to you because you all have the better choices than me. Oh, man. There's the, the risky business, outsiders. I guess. Literally. I mean, I love done. Legend so much that Tim Curry okay. is the devil. I mean, that one is so good. This is like little baby, baby. Um, Tom Cruise, but it has like unicorns and magic swamps and dwarfs and rainbows and everything you want in a movie. And Ridley Scott. But I'd say the most Tom Cruise movie is Top Gun. Yeah, I think that's that's And easy especially to say. since maybe they're coming out with a Top Gun two. Oh no, they are one hundred percent coming out with more, Top Gun. More more on top of the gun. More is on top of the gun. Is that what it's called? It's ba- yeah, Tom Cruise versus drones is basically what the movie's gonna be. I mean, he was known so he was hot shot fighter pilot Maverick, Maverick. and he sent to Top Gun school, which is a real thing, and then man, that this cocky in- demeanor. So good. But it puts him at odds with other pilots, including Iceman, who I really can't imagine Val Kilmer being in the new movie, but I've heard that he might be. Um, well, they got to unpumpkinfy him first. Stop it. Um, and then, yeah, it's just so good. Kelly McGillis, she's a super babe in it. And, and then he's got Anthony Edwards is in there. Anthony Edwards is goose is so good. It's a, another Bill pa- Bill Paxton sighting. He's in there. The thing that's really funny though is oh, you Bill Paxton is that um, so he definitely wore lifts in that movie. Because he's only 5'7", and then Kelly McGillis is 5'10". So, and that was like still early enough that that had been such a such a thing in his life of getting teased that he was like, no. So I don't know that he always did that. Well, he probably had to do um, it for Days of Thunder as well because Nicole Kidman's 6'8". True. So whenever he comes up. Did you say 6'8"? I might be a little off on the dimensions. I know she is huge. So ah. that had to be a big problem there. I did actually kind of laugh. I was watching Days of Thunder the other day, and there is a bunch of scenes where he's like sitting on tables or um, not noticing his height. And she's standing, and I'm like, ooh, that's a fun little trick. Don't worry about it, Tom Cruise. You're so good at everything. Oh, and one thing about Top Gun is that the real Top Gun school, they have rules that no one is allowed to say, like, I feel a need for speed or quote anything from the movie. Um, They receive a $5 fine. Every time they say something from Top Gun. To- totally just, worth it, by the way. Awesome. And why do I feel like Tom Cruise could probably walk into there and be like, yeah, I know how to fly those jets, man. No problem. I did it oh, for I'm, this movie. I'm, sure, I'm like, sure that he has. And in that movie, you know the scene when, so after Goose dies and then. Um, spoiler alert to a 30-year-old movie. Yeah, I'm not really worried about it. And Tom Cruise is in the water with like his parachute on and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So in real life, while that scene was happening, his parachute began to take on so much water and he started sinking and they were like doing other things and it just so happened that a cameraman like looked over and saw it and had to jump in the water to cut his parachute off or they were like he would have went under and we literally never would have found him because it would have dragged him so far to the bottom of the ocean what a what a hollywood legend that would have been you know like oh my goodness what the running that we would have missed out on I know. I can't even imagine who would be doing that running these days. Never would have got off. Never would. I never would have got over it. Um, but yeah, we have to wrap up. But can you please? I saw that you brought up 
the Tom Cruise running thing. Oh, it is a 100% thing so, on CNET. According to Rotten Tomatoes, Cruise has run over 24,000 feet on the screen. That is super awesome. And so let's see. Oh, my goodness. The data collected shows that movies featuring him running more than 1,000 feet have a higher um, percentage, a higher rating on Rotten Tomatoes than the movies in which he runs less or not at all. Yes. And the box office is noticeably higher. I get it. That is amazing. I love that that's an article. It makes me really happy. Um, Okay, so yeah, thanks so much for listening to us talk about Tom Cruise. We just like fangirled over him really hard. You know what? He's one of the few actors out there that's worth a whole episode. And we didn't even get to nearly anything. We got to like maybe 1% of his filmography. So maybe maybe we'll come back. But thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all the things, iTunes, SoundCloud. And yeah, so so Jacob, I would like to end this on giving you a task. Okay. If I choose to accept it. If you choose to accept it. He's so good. Could you please hum the Mission Impossible theme while holding your nose? Let's hear it. No, I, could, no, I yeah. guess I can't. That's actually impossible. Yep, it is, is it impossible really? to hum while holding your nose. So I just wanted to have you do that. All right, everybody at home, you know you're going to try that right you, now. You know you're holding your nose <laughs> yeah. as we speak. All right, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.